Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas today, guys, in the food business. And oh, I was so excited. This whole world of oat milk is blowing up right now. And you're going to hear all about oat milk yogurt. Oat milk yogurt. It's hard to say it. Like if you guys say it, oat milk, oat milk yogurt. It's it's such a hot thing. And on the on the podcast today, we're talking to Helsa Foods and the founders Helena and Mika. It's so great to have you guys on the podcast. Thank you, Justin. Love to be here and love to talk about Helsa. Yeah, thank you very much. It's so great having both of you. Helsa is in Florida. Mika's in Connecticut. Hahnemann is in Atlanta. So I'm kind of in, in between here. And like you guys, the, the, these two have so much energy. I, 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 I thought I have a lot of energy. And I mean, I couldn't even stop them from talking before I hit record barely. So you're going to love this uh, episode today and this discussion. Uh, and I just think this product is so cool and so awesome. And like, this is such a hot category. Uh, guys, I can't wait to unpack this with you. No pun intended. So let's do this first. So um, Helena and Mika, how about each of you, starting with Helena, um, share a little bit of your background and how you even got into the food business. I was always, uh, we're from Scandinavia, born, born and raised in Scandinavia. So, and uh, my first career was in advertising and I did food advertising. I got really interested in food and how it's made. And uh, then we did some of, a little bit of detour into film business. I saw that. And, yeah, we went to Hollywood and had a Hollywood career, you know, the bucket list, <laughs> all about that, to get everything done during that one lifetime. So we did that. But, but I think the heart was always, my heart was always in food business because it fascinated me. And then when we moved to the United States in 95, I noticed a vastly different different approach to food and how food is made because back in Scandinavia food is something that you you when you're a food manufacturer you have to think about that you're nourishing the nation with your food but of course as everything else in the United States it's a business sure and so the content of food of what you throw in food is totally different than the philosophy that is in Scandinavia that that food has to nourish you. So when we started Helsa, that was our principle that we take the Scandinavian principle of food actually being good for you and nourishing you so that you are not in this cycle of of eating food that are, are filled with chemicals and then you need to need to have medication sure. to, oh, yeah. to cure right. allergies and, and and this is a vicious cycle. And uh, we think we think that America needs to get away from that cycle. Sure. I love that. And thank you for, for getting us rolling on, on the company. And before I jump over to Mika, a little more about Helena. Um, her background, this is kind of cool. She was focused on creating image-building campaigns for major Hollywood institutions such as the Academy of Motion Picture Arts you might have heard of, and the Sciences of the Writers Guild of America. I mean, amazing. Um, and then... Mika, for you, I, I saw you also were in kind of the similar space in production, promotion, uh, TV campaigns, print campaigns, and whatnot. Is that where you guys met? Or like, had you guys both been working together? Or were you in the same kind of industry, but separate? 
we we met in 1992 when um, Helena was a creative director at Mac and Ericsson in Europe. Ah, very and good. And I walked in to show my reel. I was a young and upcoming, you know, director DP. And um, she hired me for a job. And here's a here's a kind of funky little you know detail about this. Um, when you do a film production, you always go for tech scout. And Helena had actually decided that we will be filming at the home island where she's from with her sisters and using using the family on this. Oh wow! And I was and I was there three days later. So I've known Helena's family <laughs> literally almost as long as I known <laughs> Helena. Crazy. We ended up in the archipelagos where we filmed. I utterly messed up the job she lost <laughs> a client um but i did gain a wife uh, <laughs> that's hilarious so, so, so the project so a, the project did not go well she even the, she was your client right i thought i thought yeah she was my client i thought the job was pretty good but clearly i was mistaken <laughs> um so but yeah but but it. um so the, the thing is that we are utterly back in our roots because if you go on our website and you go on a youtube channel and all this all the footage and everybody in those films, that's all friends and family. That's where we met. That's the home island. Helena's sister oh, runs so the lighthouse cool. where we did the music yes, video. Yes, I saw the I saw that. Amazing. Yeah. So we've been there. This is very, very much for us to be very, very true to our roots. Even like the website, like it, it you go to it and that's houseoffoods.com. We'll talk about that later. But like the video production is awesome. Like it's just, Thank you don't you. have to wonder what the product is. It's like in about 25 seconds, you know what it is and what it looks like. And I mean, like it's awesome. Um, and so take that long. <laughs> you're right. Probably maybe 12 seconds, seconds or less. <laughs> yeah. I figured that I failed. <laughs> so I'm the one who's failed. Um, so what about you? So what did you think about getting in the food business? Um, it was it was clear. So my my clients actually it was it was it, talking about weird. So my vast majority of my clients, I did a lot of automotive. I, I did a lot of cars, a lot of car commercials, Cadillac, Toyota, Honda, you name them. And then about thirty percent was all food. So it's this complete juxtaposition of of two so different worlds. You wow. know, do, doing car shoots in Utah when we're doing hundred miles an hour in the dirt road, and then you know next week I'm I'm doing details about pasta going into a bowl um so, <laughs> right, so it's just, right. it is from in that planet it is very very rare that one does both um so very keen always to 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 food and 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 that that side of business and it, it was it was very very natural progression that we went into to the food business that's so cool okay so let's dive in a bit so for those who don't know what halsa means so it's h-a-l-s-a halsa foods and it means health in swedish which i had no idea until right before we get Cord. Um, the cleanest oat milk yogurt ever made. America's first plant-based oat gurt made from whole grain oats. It's hard to say that, but I love it. And um, I had read that you guys loved yogurt, but then you found that many of the plant-based options were filled with additives and sugar. It had a weird chemical taste, which nobody likes. Um, so you decided to create your own. But is that how it started? Like, how did you just guys decide to do yogurt? Like, what was the thought? Well, we we were the first one to bring oat milk into oh. the United States back in 2011. And yeah. that's hot. I mean, oat milk is still, it feels like that's only getting more traction now. Absolutely. But we were the first and of course, pioneers get the arrows. I saw that. And, uh, and back then, uh, it wasn't so easy. We knew that oats are, are going to be big in the United States one day, but, but uh, our European manufacturer who made the product 
uh, didn't think that it would go anywhere. So, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah. And yeah, years so later, it's like a yeah, booming exactly. category. So, <laughs> but, but the good thing about it that the first oat milks or the way oat milks are made right now are very heavily processed. They used a lot of chemicals. They use enzymes. So we learned the whole process. So after that experience, we, we put our heads together and said that, know that we can't do the similar kind of product here because we want to do something that's cleaner, something that's next generation, and something that is really nourishing for the body body as well and, and no chemicals. Okay, and so those were the rules. So, now, so then we went to work and do that. Got it. Okay, so that then I'll rewind the clock even further. You, you talk about oat milk. Like, how did you guys even decide to start in that? Like, you know, ba- re- rewind the clock to you're in the film and, you know, production business and you decide to start a food company. Why? How did you decide this This was going to be the, the space? Yeah, because we, we noticed the trends uh, in after 2000, the plant-based trend and the gluten-free trend, we saw them coming little by little. And oats are gluten-free by default. And also the plant-based trend, oats are grown with zero water footprint. So they have no environmental, you know, they have the least amount of environmental burden to our planet. So we thought of that oats are a great ingredient and this is something that the future will have will have a future of and and so that's why we we insisted on sticking with oats. I love it. And then so you decided to focus on this category. What was the first product that you guys put together and how did you figure it out? Because remember, you came up through Hollywood and production and you know film and TV. Like, How did you guys sort out how to even make a food product like this? So after our first hooray that we did on you know, 2010, 2011, um, we recouped and then started on a full throttle with this six years ago. And, and we, with all honesty, spent four years on R&D. Because oh, wow. like Helena said, we wanted to create a product that, that's not only is 100% clean ingredients, but also 100% clean uh, process. And that it is whole, whole grain oats and organic. Um, little did we knew it's actually not that simple to do. So um, after, you know, a few years of aggravation, working with a um, couple very, very highly skilled uh, food scientists in, 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 in Scandinavia, we then were able finally to figure out that how this product is made without using one single, you know, additive, your, your pectins and your, sure. your gelan gums and guar gums and all the other stuff. Um, and we, we really, it's, it's, it was a, just a lot of hard work. And this is not that, you know, we had day jobs and we're doing several other things at the same time. This was R&D seven days wow. a week. Wow, for four years, and, uh, everybody listening, it took four years on the R&D part. Oh, by the way, it wasn't and, four days. <laughs> no, it was four years, and at the same time, four years of trying to raise funds for this. Right. And I, I probably met, I can't say that I met everybody, but I met mostly, mo- almost everybody on this, on the investor field. And and I, my, I mean, the amount of rejections that we got was just ridiculous. I mean, it was it was up to the five years ago, four years ago, people are saying like, who, no one will ever drink oat milk, you know, scrub it to just do something else. <laughs> and and um, we just we just plowed it along, and then we. So, so one, we, we have really have three cornerstones, and I'm just going to rattle them here because it, 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 it ties into this, you know, with, with my long answers that I tend to do. 
Um, one was that we wanted to, like Helena, Helena just said, that we wanted to do a product that has the least amount of that, the smallest impact on the planet possible. So that we are sustainable, that we, whether we grow our crop where crops needs to be grown, you know, where, where they want to grow in a sense. Um, and, and so minimal impact on the planet, 100% clean product and process. But also we wanted to create a IP. We, we consider ourselves actually very much of an IP company. So we didn't only create oat milk or oat milk yogurt. We have a whole slew of other other products that we have that are ready to go that are in a pipeline wow. in the sense that we oh, are good. still I, in an R&D phase. I want to come back to that for, before we end today. So I'll put that over on the side for just a moment. Can we continue? Yeah. And and, and what, I was, what, I was, what I was getting with this is that we actually got the oat milk done first and like and that was our that was that was really our attention to come on the market with with Helsa oat milk by then we could see the writing on the walls that that oh my god oat milk is really going to take off and we will be the smallest guy on the market within within a very short t- amount of time sure. um because inheritedly when you're not backed up by somebody huge or you don't have unbelievably deep pockets yourselves you will be underfunded sure. and we just saw that what's going to happen is that once these all these other guys are going to hit the market it's going to be raced to the bottom with the pricing, with pricing. and the shelves going exactly. to get really, really the shelf shelf space is going to get really expensive and all that. That's right. So we were just like, well, let's not launch the oat milk. Let's do the yogurt since we have it. Ah, and and and, and it. here here we are. It was always. I mean, we, we had this order anyway in our mind that it'll be milk, it'll be yogurt, and then it's going to be this one and this one. So it it turned out to be the yogurt thing. So I think one lesson here is that if you can avoid not to be a one-trick pony, it, it seems to be a pretty good thing to most of us. That's uh, uh, that's good coaching, and I think that's good advice for those listening. And and not not always easy because you, a lot of our entrepreneurs that have been on our show, like some of them have like one idea, let alone a line of ideas. Now, let me ask you a question um, a little deeper. Like, why are people? Why would people drink oat milk or eat oat 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 yogurt? Oat, 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 Sorry, I'm having trouble. Oatskirts <laughs> versus like other kinds, like uh, milk based. What is? Tell me the help me with the health piece of this because I'm just not an expert. Well, uh, the milk milk based. Many many people are um, obviously allergic to dairy. Sure. That's right. But but then there's uh, the other mission that they have that they don't want to eat or drink animal based products because the way animals are treated. Correct. And uh, and so and the third point is that uh, the the carbon and uh, the water and carbon footprints are much bigger uh, for animal based in animal based uh, industry than than they are in plant based industry. So sustainability. So it's, it's about it. yeah, it's yeah. about many things and many reasons. And uh, from a nutrition point of view. At the moment, the oat milks that are, are on the market are unfortunately the first generation oat milks that I told you about that we, we also uh, imported to this country back in 2011. So they are not that healthy Got and it. they don't have the health benefits of oats, oats at all in them. So I can't speak for <laughs> then them. Then why are they called oat but- milk? Well, yeah, I know because it's a it's a great marketing ploy. Oh gosh, that's really interesting. Got to read yeah. the label, I guess. Exactly. Yes. Well. Yes, you do. All right. So yeah. um, now back over to on the yogurt side. So you decide to focus on yogurt. You do the four years of research. Um, 
uh, what did the first product look and taste like? What were the initial flavors? And then, you know, where, where did you start marketing and putting it into the market? Well, the, the product is exactly like we in, envisioned it. I mean, obviously, when you do the first production runs, you, you, you run into issues like everybody does. Sure. But um, it is, it's, we, we, it, it is, we call it the Scandinavian style. Okay. Um, it what is does not that a, mean? It's not a, well, it, it's not as thick as Creek yogurt is. So, so you don't need a, uh, uh, knife to get through it. Oh, um, <laughs> got it. That was that was uncalled for. I should not have said that. But um, <laughs> the, 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 the point is that that Scandinavian uh. style yogurt, the, the Scandinavian style yogurt is the, is the yogurt that we grew up with. Um, it is not overly sweet. Okay. It, it is not. It's not overly. Um, it, it's not heavy. It's a. Uh, it's it's very pleasurable. I mean, it's an it's an e- easy product to eat. But it's it's the main point for us is that it, it's very very clean. Um, and it's it's real. So so fastest way for all of us to, to know when artificial flavors have been used in a product is that it, you get this really intense burst of flavor in your mouth first, and you can hardly usually finish up the cup or the drink or whatever you're doing because it's just too much. And then the, the the flavor just drops out from your mouth. Or the worst thing is that you have this 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 lingering um, aftertaste, aftertaste. That, that what I call it. Ugh. Yeah, you, you need a chaser. It's kind of like, oh man, I need a diet coke just to rinse this I need a diet coke to rinse this off. So, right. but, but, but with, with our Yogurt and a diet coke. There you go. <laughs> okay, probably not Breakfast. the best example, but <laughs> well, but but we, in our in our case, that the thing is that there's once you eat, for example, our blue blueberry yogurt, it, it, the, the the flavor really grows in your mouth after spoon after spoon, and then once you're done with it. It stays with you. That's mm. the beauty That's of cool. organic, real berries. The the Got blueberry it. flavor, the hint stays for a while. It's, it's I, I I find it marvelous myself. I love that <laughs> and that sound. Um, and blueberry is my favorite flavor. Uh, so, how did you figure out where to produce it, and are, are, where are you producing today? And then, where did you take it to market first? What did that look like? So we, we manufacture in on the East Coast. We are about two hours out of the city. Oh, very good. Um, yep. with, with, a, uh, with, with our co-packer that we have worked a great deal, uh, weeks and weeks to, to hone our process. And um, we were very heavily concentrated first on the East Coast, um, up from Philly to, to Maine, and, and doing pretty darn well here. And then now we have moved on to pack northwest oregon wow. seattle um is is for us is on fire to be honest with you the wow. growth has been just 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 staggering for the past past six months there and now um also we opening opening up rockies you know colorado sure. uh, montana and all that and and also midwest is our our place where we've been now for a couple of months so so four regions growing pretty pr- pretty steady but East Coast is 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 home and it's doing really well, but back Northwest is is just is just it just took off like a mad cow to the field in the spring. Wow, <laughs> that's a mad cow in the field in the spring. <laughs> I had to like picture that for a moment. Um, and you guys can't do it yourself. I mean, have you had to bring on help, or have you had to, have you had to find the right advisors or the right salespeople, the right 
I don't know. You, you obviously no. don't need help with marketing, but like, wh- how have you well, expanded? Justin, Justin, we are from Scandinavia. We do everything ourselves. <laughs> you do it all yourself. Never mind. Yeah. So you're driving yeah. and flying to Portland and Pacific yes. Northwest. Okay, got yeah, it. Yes. Oh. I mean, literally, yes. <laughs> That's go, great. Go to our, go, I love it. Go to our Instagram, Instagram and you'll see it. I'm, I'm there oh, and everywhere. I've been on there already. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So, so the, the Calvinist approach to life. The Calvinist. Comes. Love it. <laughs> no, I think it's great. Okay. But here's the big question. So Scandinavian yogurt, yogurt shouldn't you be selling it in Scandinavia too? Like, shouldn't it be over in Europe and all over Europe? Or is that like they've been, phase two? They've been asking us, they've been asking us to come there, but because they, they don't have anything as clean as we've created. But right now we need to create, concentrate on one market. So, but that's right. in the future. Of course we will be global. Oh, of course. It's just a matter of time. <laughs> I, of course. What's the shelf life on this? Um, once it's, once you, once it runs off the production line, like in the video here on your website, fifty days. Okay, fifty. Is that is that standard? I don't know. If, um, I don't know the no, yogurt for, category very well. But for dairy, for dairy yogurt, standard is about thirty-five to thirty-seven oh, wow. days. So we hit fifty. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I I need I need to toot my own horn here a little bit now. You said that you can't do it all alone. We actually do make the yogurt ourselves. Yes, we had the plant and there's people working and all this, but, sure. but for those couple days that we're on production um, every other week or so, I run the production. I oh am my on God, the floor, love it. floor those days. So so our yogurt is is very much made in, in, a, in a larger scale, obviously, but it's sure. very much made in an artisan way. I love that. Um, and, and, and part of the reason is that, that you know, we are the only ones who literally know how to make this. And, and I, I, I even if I wanted to, I could not hand it over to somebody else because it's just that there's so many kind of little tricks that you need to do to get this done. A little secret formula then. Hmm. Not little, a lot. It's a, a lot huge secret. secret a lot of formula yep. secret. Um, yep. Um, that's really cool. I love this. Okay, so, um, how, so let's talk about marketing and PR. Obviously, you know, you know, there's consumer base for this, but how did you get the word out? How did you start getting people to know about it when you first got the product ready? Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> as, as any 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 startup without money, uh, online, of course, uh, websites, social media, and everything else. So sure. you got to be very careful because, obviously, as a startup, you don't. You don't have the funds to start advertising, but a lot of samples, shipping samples around the country and uh, getting uh, people who uh, are influential in the in- industry to taste it. So I, love I don't that. know. No, that's cool, Helena. Yep. And was there initial, like, were, were there any early wins that gave you the kind of energy to go, okay, I think we got something here? Yeah, we have early wins. And when you notice the people at the plant who make other yogurts as well, but the only yogurts that they steal are yours. <laughs> <laughs> they steal. I love it. It's not. It's not steal. It's a mistaken production. <laughs> Maybe yeah. they're sampling the broken product. Yes. They had some. <laughs> you know, no, nice but, <laughs> but it is. But it is a great litmus test to see. It definitely is. You know. That's really funny. Um, I love that you talked about innovation and a path ahead for your, uh, you know maybe uh, line extensions or other brands. Obviously, in the yogurt space, you get to do a lot of different flavors. Um, but you mentioned other types of products. Any of those you wanted to share with our audience in terms of what might be in the pipeline? Uh, probably um, different, couple different type of snacks. Um, we do have spreads um, that are like your, you know, cream cheese and stuff like that. I, I think I'm going to leave it to that. We, we have quite a few things that are pretty big, but I don't want to. I don't want to talk about those. Not until they're few. out. That's fair. 
if you catch my drift. No, I get it. And then in terms of focus for this year, for growth of your current products, what does that look like? Is it other flavors of yogurt? Is it new um, retailers where you're, you're looking to get in the door? Is it expansion of production capacity? Like, what does that look like? Our, um, well, the, the, the good the big good thing that we have going is that we just launched our 24 hours, which is the multi-serving side, you know, the family Got it. size. The family size. And with that, yeah, family size. And, and that is that is really where we see the growth. So we have a 24 ounce unsweetened. Oh. It, there's a zero sugar, there's zero naturally occurring sugar. It is, it is our, it's the cleanest possible um, oat yogurt you can find. And, and also that same comes in the size of vanilla. I mean, we have five different flavors. Um, um, so I think that we, I think that we tap with the flavors for, sure. for the year. Now it is just grinding, grinding it out in a retail side. And that, that's going really well because last year was so rough for all sure. of us. Sure. Um, and the doors are opening now. And obviously now, you know, Hills' own e-commerce platform. Right. I was just going to go tell there. You about. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's a great point. So you got plain vanilla, strawberry, blueberry, mango. You can buy it on the website as well as in store. Um, talk about direct to consumer, and has this been a big part of your strategy, being able to sell direct? Yeah, because uh, we noticed that a lot of customer care emails we get from people are like, when. Are you coming to my neck of the woods? Where right. can I buy this? We we just we just got and uh, with the COVID year, many stores told us that we are not looking at any new product. Right. So unfortunately, so this is exactly the only way to get the product to get health into people's hands. And uh, they've been really really grateful that we opened opened the online store. That's great. And then how are you guys? figuring out inventory so you know uh, you have five flavors you have people buying uh, you know small pack sizes through your website you have some retail footprint how are you deciding like how much to make and when <laughs> yeah that's i mean projections are such a big piece for for right. an early early stage company and it's very very difficult and then you know it, it's not like we it, it's it hasn't been hiccup free for us either i mean we we could we we could not foresee how well things are going to go in Pac Northwest. So I'm I'm just sharing a story here. So what what happened for us that we had a couple of retailers there, you know, decent size chains that had our product, you know, on a TPR as a two for four dollars, and and the warehouse, um, our our distributor ran out of product uh, a week before the. Uh, it was it was over so we had oh, the shelves were empty great. so we sold right. really well and be very very happy about that but at the same time we lost weeks worth of sales because sure. we could not project and and that that is so difficult so you just kind of you have to tiptoe into it because if you also produce too much then you have an unbelievable amount of shrink and waste that you have to you know no dispose doubt. yeah dispose of and 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 for somebody who's you know the environmental side for us is so such a big deal um it's even more heartbreaking when you go and look like oh my god i if if we've been it in a position that we would have to you know dispose product that we didn't sell that that that's just that, that would just kill me right so so um inventory management is it is such a crucial part because obviously there's a lot of cash tied into it as well but just being able to project what goes on month by month the following month is and and the only advice i have for that is that you know grow steady don't don't 
don't go everywhere all at once because because you know right. you can't control it and you right. will have no clue how much to produce and what if one market fails and you have produced all this much or they all catch on fire and then all of a sudden right. you have no stuck inventory everywhere. right yeah so 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 you know steady wins the race on inventory levels that's for sure wow that's great advice also um and a great lessons learned um Okay, so I'd like to ask you guys, uh, I always love to ask our guests this, like, what have been two or three of the biggest lessons learned? You just shared one around inventory, um, but I'd love for each of you to share, you know, from your perspective, what the last couple of years have looked like, um, and what would you share with our audience in terms of coaching or advice? Starting with Helena. Yeah. Thank you. My advice uh, that I've learned not only from this business, but from our previous businesses, is there are many instances where you sort of pushed into a corner and it looks like you have no, no options. Uh, you have to, for example, we're constantly raising money and approached by investors. And, and uh, when, you're, when you're looking at your bank account and you're running out of money, then there's an <laughs> right. investor that, that comes in and says that, yeah, I, I will fund you, but you got to do this and this and this and this and this. And right. uh, so you lose control. many situations you are sort of painted into a corner. But I'd like what I would like to say that just uh, you you ought to stand up and look at different directions because if you you may be in a corner office, so that uh, so that ah, in other words, that's a good analogy. If, if, if you if you don't get stuck in that one pattern of thinking, and this is my only option, I have to go with this, and you know I have to give up this and this much, but and uh, and it's going to be okay. But but you have that gut feeling inside that it's not going to be okay. Got it. That's then listen to that gut feeling and try to just think, uh, turn things upside down. Try to think of of people and and anybody you can reach out to who can who can give you money from or can can help you to other sources. So so that's that's been one of my biggest lessons in all the companies that I've had. Love that, Mika. I learned a lo- long time ago not to delegate. Oh, Dude, you cannot forget about delegating anything <laughs> as an early stage company. You are the one who have to, you know, so to your every day is what do, you, what do you do every day? You make 200 decisions. Sometimes it is the trash can liner. And then it is like, are, are we going to go into this major grocery store? And what kind of a promo deal are we going to offer them? Right. And who's the trucking company? You can't let any of that stuff off your hands at the beginning. You have to, you, there's no delegating, period. The only, the, the delegating comes along when you are a little bit more mature and you actually know that I need a person to handle, for example, my inventory levels. But the person comes in to the table that you have already set. And then they'll come in and go like, you know what, man, this is a pretty decent setup, but what if I move this around and I add this one here and do this, and then they make it their own, and then you can kind of delegate. But even that piece is built by you. Wow, I love that. And I wouldn't have guessed that one. That's a, that's a great one. Um, and, you know, I was going to go right to our, our last, um, our closing question, but I, I thought of one more I have to ask. You know, you guys were both, you worked in entertainment and, and marketing and production together before doing this have there been any skills or experiences that from that that helped you with the food company with helsa what what does that look like for you guys 
Yeah, absolutely. And and I think Mika can talk more about this because it's it's about packaging that we learned in Hollywood. You package this talent with the other talent. And when you offer talent for a movie, for example, you said, okay, you can get Tom Cruise, but you also have to get the take girl. my other talent right. or <laughs> you know, upcoming talent for for this and this role. So that's something that the food industry hasn't quite realized yet that When you have different products, when you make deals, you can package that. Okay, this is a hot product, but but in in order for you to get this hot product, you got to get this our new product, which is not yet hot. Wow. Okay, so for example, you can have our yogurt, which is on fire, but you also have to take our oat milk as well. Like that would would that be an example? Okay, got it. Wow, that's a that's great. I didn't. I mean, I hadn't thought about that. And I, you're right. Um, and in talking to other food and beverage entrepreneurs specifically, I haven't heard that before and as an idea. And yet, it's. I think it's a great one because inevitably, you want the one that's got the the pull through and the interest to help maybe provide some availability and visibility for the ones maybe not performing or that could be performing down the road, right? Yep. Well, Mika. Uh, I think that mine mine is 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 really simplifying it. Um, a lot of times we tend to get into these, um, and this is going to sound pretty bad, but like an Excel orgy. You know, there's there's a, there's a 80, 80 page Excel about the simplest things ever. When you really need to only know the basic math, to be honest with you, You're like what's your monthly burn? And 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 how much are you gonna give discount? What is your trade spend, right? How much right. are you gonna promote? And, and what's your what, what what's your what's your trucking spend and all that? And then you kind of figure out that okay, if I if I if I'm planning to make twenty five percent net margin at the end of the month, you know, I have to do sixty percent cross, something like that, depending on what segment you are. It really isn't that more so so. It really isn't that more difficult. I think that sometimes we, as as humans, we tend to overcomplex very simple things. Um, um, but it's it it's the old thing that it took Picasso what sixty years to be able to draw really simple, and it's the same thing in this that it, it takes a long time sometimes to to see where the problem really is. So so don't get caught in with the noise. You know, the, the, the noise is always there. There's there's five thousand opinions coming in all day long. Right. And, and everybody every, every and you know, one thing you learn really fast in the food business, everybody knows everything better than you do. Right. <laughs> the, everybody so knows everything better than you do. So oh so you, you just have to stay focused, like Helena said, you know, stick with your own thing. And then just do really raw basic math and be honest about it. Like, don't try to fudge it. Like, well, maybe this happens and this, you know, hope's not a plan. So, so you got to figure it out that, that just simple everything, simplify everything. And it'll be, it'll be a lot easier for you. Simplifying is hard though, you know. Pascal said a long time ago, the story that I don't have to have time to write short. <laughs> so, so it's the same thing here that it, it takes a lot of time to simplify things. And, and it also it. becomes, and, and that kind of, you know, on a backgrounded way comes to also when you see products on the market, like, you know, our yogurt has, depending on the flavor, five or six ingredients. 
test and every single one of them is real and organic. I mean, literally every 100% organic means 100% organic. There is no artificial flavorings a little bit that you can call natural. So it's the same thing when you look at our yogurt and then you look somebody else's yogurt, like how on earth were you guys able to put 18 ingredients in this little cup? Well, the reality is that they took every single shortcut there is. and, And it is easy to thicken the product with some sort of, a, you know, additive. And then you go like, man, but we, now we added this additive and all of a sudden it has this weird alum, aluminum taste in it. Well, we can mask that with this flavor. And all of a sudden, well, that's great, but now it has this. And then all of a sudden it becomes this mad science project. <laughs> so it took us four years to be able to use five ingredients. Wow, five We couldn't get this done. I, I, can, I can go to a lab today and I can whip you an old yogurt that has 20 ingredients in hell in a, on a weekend. <laughs> wow. Uh, that is awesome um i mean there's a lot in there mika i'd have to i mean that was a lot that you just shared that was awesome (laughs) um where can our audience find you guys buy your product um connect with you on social and whatnot oh healthsoffoods.com and uh we're when we hope we get a special offer for our opening of the online store so watch out for that if you come to our website and uh yeah follow us on instagram and facebook and all those nice things that's really cool and and also on our website there is a there is a store um store finder so you can see which stores nearby you carry it um it is 90 percent accurate all the time we we do really (laughs) i mean this 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 is something that every single company fights with with this like you know which stores are you available in your kite and you try to keep that that thing so current as you can and then sometimes you go like oh yeah sorry well also (laughs) i mean the retailer can decide which stores to go into and i mean you know sometimes you don't you may not have visibility to to where no, that's hard. That's, is, exact, you know? that's exactly that. Yeah, that's exactly. right. I mean, that's like, for challenge. example, in East Coast, in, in, in East Coast, we own about, you know, 100 shop rides, yeah. um, which is, which is a, you know, it's a magnificent coup for us and they're great stores. But but there there are gaps there as well. And we, right. sometimes we get, you know, little people, yeah. yeah, people are upset, like, you're not in my store. And like, I, I, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm working on that. <laughs> yes, call, exactly. Call, tell the store manager to order it. They, they can yeah. order it. Can I, share one, can I share one tip of how to get into stores? Go ahead, Helena. I can't wait COVID. to hear this. Yeah. Well, um, you know how stores have those in-store demos where you give samples to people. Of course. Well, during COVID, those were all banned. Right. But then we went then we went to independent stores and asked that uh, we know that we are banned from coming inside. But what about if we set our booth outside and give uh, yogurts to people going into the store or coming out of the store? Well, that's okay. And that turned out to be so successful that the stores actually took us in back later inside. on. <laughs> right. Yeah, back inside <laughs> because because uh, people stopped and uh, they were happy about getting a yogurt, getting a yogurt. and they were yogurt. also also happy about that somebody has a new product out there because right now stores are filled with with good old products and there's right. no newcomers, nothing new, nothing interesting. So people were actually 
happy that they could find one new product. Yep. I think it's a good time. It's a good time to be in the, I mean, there's a lot of new entrants in beverage. There's fewer in food and it's a good time to be bringing new products because a lot of those big, but a lot of the retailers and the big brands, you know, did a lot of skew rationalization last year. So cool time to be in the market. Yeah. Yeah. Massive amount of those. Yeah. And and last, last year when we did those outdoor demos, we also ended up, you know, supporting, you know, Black Lives Matter, um, you know, demonstrations because <laughs> they were going, you know, right next to us. So right. we also fed them, wow. which is awesome. It That's was so nice great. to be just a kind of part of the, the, right. the fabric of in, in Brooklyn. That's yeah. cool. It's very cool. Wow. Well, Helena and Mika, this isn't going to be the last time that you're on the Contender Cast. I'm so glad that you've been here today. I'm I am super excited about your product product line uh, and what's to come. So we'll have to have you back on as you're launching those new products. But thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you, Justin. No, That's thank wonderful. you. And I'm glad to be back. Yeah, definitely. I was just about to say that you know we're gonna we're gonna hold you to that one. Um, <laughs> I'll go ahead and book it. <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> thank you very much. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contendercast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.